ladies and gentlemen, and yes, I just assumed your genders, uh, you just heard a few seconds of Woman by Gray Street, and uh, it's out on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it, we are probably on it, man. Epic. So, uh, very epic. So welcome to another episode of Gray Street Radio with me, Danny, and my co-host, Mikey. Mm, I'm Mikey. That's Mikey, although he sounds a little bit dead inside, so that may not be Mikey. Might uh, just be a representation of Mikey. I don't know, man. Lately, things have been going not so great for me. What's up? What's wrong with you? I'm just on this podcast, and I can't think of anything worse than that. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Poor Panda. He had to be on the last episode. But I have a question for you, Danny. What's up? Why is Gray Street the greatest band in Miami, and why are they your favorite band? Well, they're they're definitely the best band in Miami because Woman is just such a powerful track that you can listen to on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And Deezer. And Deezer. And Pandora. And Pandora. Not Target Music. Not Target Music, unfortunately. But um, they're just such a great band, and you know they're really genuine people, especially Danny. That guy is really cool. You know, I'm gonna go on a tangent here. Was what 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 are your rankings of like the Miami bands that you know, like top five bands? Um, and let's actually go back to before we merged. So when you were in Violet Wonder, what were your like top five bands? The bands I liked the most um, on the scene were... Um, that's a good question, actually. I liked the Remy's. They're um, really good. They're really great, actually, yeah. And I personally... Oh, it, it doesn't hurt that I personally know them, but I think they're just really cool people. And But their their shows are very spontaneous. Um, who else? I have heard maybe Palomino Blonde once live, and that was a pretty chill show. I think they're pretty okay. Um, who else? I've never seen the Polar Boys live, and everyone talks so much about them, but that they're not necessarily in my top five. Um, Pandorama is pretty great. Or is it Pandorama? Is it Rama or Rama? I always thought it was Rama, but Pandorama. Panda pronounces it Pandorama. Pandorama. Yeah. That's how kinda, he pronounces it. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. Panda's a little weird. Panda is weird. He's a little queer, right? Yeah. We're not ever having him on this show yeah, again. Never again. Unless he releases another song. Then we'll then, invite then him maybe, on. Maybe we'll have him back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I wouldn't even say I have a top five because I think a lot of people here in Miami, I'm not saying that the music scene sucks. What'd you think of our band? Well, Gray Street is, is definitely like... Well, know. no. I'm saying before we were Gray Street. Oh, like Clear Waves? Okay. Yeah. You guys were great. I mean... Honestly, oh. I mean, I thought I thought you guys definitely had a better stage presence than I think a lot of bands do, because I think the problem with in the Mi- I, I guess I should say in the Miami music scene, because I don't know about any other music scene. I think too many bands take themselves too seriously. Too seriously, yes. That's why I really did like uh, Pandorama Live, because Panda. I don't think he ever took himself too seriously. Yeah, you know, he always was just having a good time. It's like, whoa, dude, relax, man. You're not trying to play out to a fucking stadium. You know what I mean? I don't remember too many bands because I, I guess you need to live an impression. I will say, this isn't the band I talked about last time, but I will outwardly say there is one band I don't like. Um, and, and I'm very familiar with the name. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's Ornamental. Oh, well, not them. No, it's, I'm saying it's not the one I talked about from oh, last time. Okay. But Ornamental, they're the most like, I don't know if they've changed since I last saw them, but dude, they're so like edgy. Like they did a cover of, uh, of um, Wood by Allison Chains and dude the like the whole song the whole the whole dynamic of the vocals is that it's really soft in the verses and then it's loud in the chorus right. but this dude was just adding distortion to his voice for the whole song which takes away the dynamic of the song right so it's just always hard yeah it was like no me and i was like relax dude 
It's supposed to be like, you know, know me broken by my master. We should cover Alice in Chains one day because the harmonies are really cool on those songs. Yeah, man. Jerry Cantrell and uh, I forget the dead guy's name. <laughs> I only remember the live guy's name. I don't know why. <laughs> That's okay. You know uh, what? Uh, what was it? Lane? Lane, Lane Stanley. Stanley. Or Staley. Whatever. The f- He's yeah. dead. He's very dead. But no, yeah, I'd say my top bands were probably Super Gold because they were really fun oh, live. Oh, yeah, hold on. Yeah, Super Gold's great. Super Gold, Panorama. I, I liked you guys live, too. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I liked um, I liked Drawing Board. I liked Drawing them. Board. Early Birds, when they were in Miami, they were really good. I really liked them. And I, I remember when Purple Sun was around. Oh, um, they're going to say uh, Mahogany Purple or whatever. No, I don't know who that is. <laughs> But I, cool. when Purple Sun was really, really fun, they were like one of the first, like, and they were pretty popular, I believe, in the Miami scene. But they like broke up, and then me and Javi and Aiden were, all, we were all like, another one gone. Now we can move higher up the ranks. Every time a band yeah. quits, it sucks. But at the same time, we're like, yeah, we're like we can move, forward. we can move forward now. Just rub your fingers <laughs> maliciously. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> Um, what about Sun Ghosts? I've never seen them live, but I've heard their music. I really like them, but I can't say about them playing live because I haven't seen it. I don't know. Aiden, Aiden seen them live and you're like, yeah, they're great, bro. But I, and I also know left-handed jackets pretty popular, but I still, I haven't seen them live either. I guess, I mean, they must be very popular with left-handed people. I saw Above the Sky uh, Line live. That was like a while ago because yeah. they're no longer a thing Yeah, anymore. they're no longer a I think, thing. I think the new band now that they have with Zach and this other guy is called... Elise Wood? Or yeah, Elise like Wood. I put a link in the last Elise podcast Wood. per Panda's request. Yes, Elise Wood. Not my request, though. Yeah, it was Panda's request. Yeah, because I, I mean, Which not because I didn't want to. It's just I didn't, I didn't know. I was going to be like, <laughs> it just means that you hate them? No, I don't have anything <laughs> against them. I haven't even heard their music yet, but I, you know what? I should give them a listen. You should give them a listen. I've, um, heard, I've heard they're pretty decent. So I know Zach's a good singer. Zach is a good singer. Not as good as us, Not though. as good as us. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No we, offense, we Zach. Have, we have the best vocals in the Miami scene. We have the best scene. vocals. We have the best range. We have the best attitude. And we're the funniest. And we have the biggest dicks. I mean, I don't know if that's even really true in terms of the Miami scene. I haven't measured. You know, we should do that next time. Next next time we have the person on the podcast. On our Patreon-only like, episode, we're going to review every front man's dick <laughs> size. Sorry, ladies. We invite Panda over. We're going to have so. Flaccid and hard. You Let's know, I did talk to JT. I said, "Oh, we should have a Patreon episode where we, we, where we do a ranking of every member in Gray Street's dick size." And then Javi and Javi, I mean JT was like, "Javi's not gonna show his," and I'm like, "Then he'll just have to rank in F. He'll be rank F, even if he has the best dick of all of us. He'll just have to be ranked F because he won't show his dick." <laughs> do you think Oscar would show his dick? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's fifty-fifty on him. I think Aiden would. Aiden, Aiden would care. show it to you. Aiden doesn't care. Yeah, you know what? He'd show it to me too. He doesn't give a shit. Aiden does. I mean, you've seen mine so many times. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I would show mine. <laughs> Why? You think you're going to lose? Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, I'm sorry. Be, be I just I just expect man. big things from you guys, if you know what I mean. Well, I guess, you know, good things come in small packages sometimes, Mikey. So, you know, don't. I am don't. the tallest member of the band, after all. That. That's, by the way, that's a lie. For those who have no idea how Mikey looks in person. What if we did every music video where we did perspective shots? That way I was the tallest. And so when we play live, <laughs> everyone sees that I'm the shortest. Everyone's going to be like, that's a fucking lie. What? <laughs> okay. That's a fucking lie. 
Wait, that, no, you have to say it like Tyler the Creator. How does he say it? Okay, so that was a fucking lie. That's how know. he says it. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, today's topic is we recorded this before, but we realized we sucked, so we're going to do it again. Yes. Um, we're reviewing all four Toy Story films. Uh, all, all, I thought it was seven. No, that's Star Wars. Are we not Wars. including the porn parodies? No, we're not including the porn oh, parodies. Okay, yeah, are so there? I mean, I'm gonna. I was gonna ask, are there? But of course there are. Of course there are. Look, if it exists, someone has probably already. Been that version of Bo Peep is probably better than Toy Story 4s too. Oh baby. But we'll get to that. Um, so, on this episode that you're listening to right now, you're gonna list, You're gonna hear um, our reviews of Toy Story one and two, um, plus something a little extra at the end. And then on the next episode, you'll be hearing our reviews of three and four. Right. So this is how we'll do the reviews. We're going to go through the plot as quickly as possible. Then we'll go through, um, we'll have it, we'll go through, we'll, we'll, we'll do ratings first and then we'll discuss why we have those ratings. Yeah. So Toy Story 1. So the film starts off with a pan in zoom. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we go into more detail than last time we recorded. Oh my God. Can That'd be imagine? so anal. And then we'll be here for three hours. We'll be like, that was just Toy Story 1. Now, Toy Story 2. Story 2. I mean, I do want to make reviews like that when I start working on my own channel, but I would need time. So what, so what you're trying to say is that you're trying to leave me, huh? I can do both. You're trying to leave me? Actually, huh? if, I start, huh? if I start After working. After all we've been through, all four fucking episodes? If I get my second job, I probably won't have time to make my own channel. That's what I'm saying. So you're going to stick with me. Ah, good. Well, I am going to make sure. Well, I was going to ask for Tuesdays off, but since you won't, now you won't have Tuesdays off, I, I guess I got to no. try and ask for Mondays off. Yeah, better. I hate Mondays. Bitch. So anyways. anyways, so the movie, so the, basically the plot of the movie, spoiler alert, plot of the movie is that Woody is the favorite toy of Andy, and on his birthday, Andy gets a brand new toy, Buzz Lightyear. Uh, eventually... There's some back and forth between them because now Buzz is Andy's favorite toy. And eventually Woody comes up with a scheme to knock Buzz off. Like he wants to knock him down into the back of like a drawer. So he will never be found again, basically. Or at least not found for uh, Andy's trip to Pizza Planet. Yeah. And then that goes awry because Buzz gets knocked out the window. All the other toys start turning on Woody. Then eventually they are moved. They, They eventually end up... At Pizza Planet through some shenanigans. Eventually, Sid gets a hold of them. Sid is the main antagonist of the film. Uh, he is basically the next door neighbor of Andy, but he tortures toys and he destroys them. Destroys them. Blows so, them up. Yeah. At this yeah. point, Buzz realizes, because early in the film we see that Buzz actually believes he's the Buzz Lightyear when he's just a toy. So eventually he learns he's not a toy anymore. And this kind of puts him in a depressive state. Woody tells him how cool it is to be a koi, a toy, a koi. a toy better than a, than a space ranger, space ranger. <laughs> That's a great line. Yes. Um, so they both through some shenanigans, escape Sid and they make their way back to Andy and they've Woody basically learns that it's okay to not be the favorite toy. What's important is being there for your kid. Absolutely. So, what rating would you give to Toy Story 1? That's a very solid... I want to say it's almost a perfect movie, but uh, there were some things here and there that you could say that are just making it shy of a perfect movie. So I would say like a 9 out of 10. 
I agree. I th- I think the movie deserves a nine out of ten. Um, so now we'll move on to Toy Story. No, uh, <laughs> well, that was quick. All right. Yeah, we just two five minute reviews that aren't actually reviews. Yeah. Right. Should be like, so what'd you think of the movie? He goes, Yeah, it was good. Uh, nine out of ten. Okay. All right. Next movie. Uh. <laughs> so overall, like, what did you think about the plot of the movie? Like, how was the pacing? You know, character development, things like that. All of that was garbage. I hated all of it. But what was good about it was the character progression, the pacing, the plot of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, my exact thoughts, man. Dude. Uh, Woody is like one of the best animated characters of all time. He's so great. It's so good to have a character that isn't just picture perfect. Like he's super flawed at the very start of the movie. Like he's he's arrogant, selfish, uh, he's just an asshole, and yeah. that's that's great because there's so many movies now where you aren't allowed to have a character that is in any way bad. You need to have a character that is like perfect in every way, so that way, like I don't even know why. I don't understand the thought process behind that. It's better to have a character with flaws because you can relate to that. It's one of the reasons why. The a small tangent, but then I'll trade this back to you. Donald Duck actually, for a long time, was one of the most popular characters. In Disney, more popular than Mickey. In fact, Donald has more shorts than Mickey. And the reason for that, I think, is because Mickey is always portrayed as the everyman, but he's also very, very perfect. He doesn't have that many flaws. Donald is this guy that you can super relate to. He's always pissed about something, even the smallest things. And like, I think everybody can relate to that. And I think that's why it's better to have a character with flaws than. A perfect character that's good at everything. Very, very true, yeah. Well, I also think that Woody, although having all these traits, is also like, um, naturally, I think like within himself, he does find that he is sort of like a good person. I mean, at, at the beginning yeah. of the movie, you know, naturally, he, he has like this kind of thing. Where he's like, well, I want to be the number one. He I very clearly very much cares about Andy. Uh-huh. He right, very, exactly. He very clearly cares about all the other toys. But... He lets his own ego supersede that for a while when Buzz mm-hmm. shows up. Right. Um, and I think his character growth throughout the first movie is is so great. Right. And it has good pacing. It's not just like, okay, well, I'm good. And, like, I understand that, you know, I can't just be the only toy that Andy, you know, has to play with. It's not just, like, super quick, you know. It's like it Yeah, takes it takes most movie. of the movie. It takes the whole movie to realize, hey, you know, I don't always have to be Andy's favorite toy. Because I serve my purpose in Andy's as as a toy of Andy, right? Right. I mean, at the end of the movie, we end up finding out it's like, hey, okay, now everyone's all buddy buddy. They all serve their own purpose. I mean, you know. So that's that's a great way to end the film. What do you think of Buzz? Hold on, I gotta sneeze. <laughs> Alrighty, you just heard the first sneeze live on Gray Street Radio. Epic. Anyways, um, so what did I think about Buzz? Yeah, Buzz. Well, okay, so Buzz. And, he, and I think we discussed this last time we tried recording this, but it didn't work out. Um, is that like, it's funny that Buzz thinks that he's the real Buzz Lightyear. But then the second he hears like children coming, is that he immediately just stands still. Yeah, that's like, that's like a pretty like a big plot hole. Yeah, right. My reasoning for that's always been, it might be instinctual for toys to freeze. Um, but there are examples in, other, in the other movies. And I think in this movie where they, I mean... The perfect example is when they rise against Sid. They go if it was their instinct. That means they're going against their instinct by right. scaring Sid. So 
you know, that that could just be brought up to a flaw of the film. And, you know, but the thing is the rest of the movie is so good that it's okay to have those flaws. Yeah, I mean, not there's there's no such thing as a perfect movie. What do you think of Andy? I think he's a very complex character. Andy is this kid that just likes to play with his toys. I mean... Too complex for me. Too I can't complex. Even, we can't I, even break it down. It's very Now difficult. Andy's mom. Yeah. Well, I'd like to break her down. She's the best pair of legs I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, that's all she is in the first movie. I think all you see is her legs, right? Yeah, you I don't, think so. You I don't think, see her face. I think you may see like a peak of her face. No, I think when she brings out the present, you see her face. No, I think they only show her from the back of the head. Well, that's that's my favorite view of her. Yeah, yeah. When she brings out the toy, when she <laughs> brings out, I got a surprise present, they show her from like the neck down. Oh, okay. I think it's in the second movie where we see Maybe her face for the first like, time. That's going to be way too much to We're like, hold on. This animation is really bad. Let's not show her face. <laughs> Which actually reminds me, in Toy Story 1, the animation of Sid's dog is just god-awful. Oh, my God. He looks... He's terrifying like, dog. If, if my dog actually looked like that, I'd probably be like, yeah, put it down. Let's just... I'd keep it just to scare the neighbors. And then, well, and then the dogs, well, I wouldn't say the dog. I would say the neighbors would probably put it down for you and being like, thank God that abomination is off of this planet. <laughs> what even was that thing? Yeah, I don't know. And then I just scream, my dog! Oh, dog. You'd be like, oh, I think oh, your shit, dog had dog. Down syndrome or something. I, I don't shit, know. it was a dog. <laughs> I think your dog had retardation. The rest of the characters are pretty, oh yeah, what do you think of Sid, though? Sid is, <sighs> okay, I don't. How do you put it? I don't want to like assign some sort of like mental disorder to him, but he, he has to have something going on. I don't on. think he has a mental disorder more than he's he, like he he's not, you don't think he's like a sociopath or something? N- no, because the, here's the thing, right? When you have a kid that's killing animals, that's pretty sociopathic. Right. Because most kids, especially if we assume Sid is like uh like, what, like how 12, old do you think he 13? is? Twelve let's say ten to twelve. Okay. Let's say he's not that much older than Andy. Okay. The thing is, the animals, you clearly know that they're sentient, right? Right. But Sid doesn't know these toys are actual living beings. Right. So. There's no way for him to know. Most be- We're living in a world, which that's kind of a stretch of logic, too, that nobody would find out. But let's say nobody has found out that these toys are sentient. He's just destroying inanimate objects, really. Right. I like, mean, according to his perspective, he thinks he's just blown up plastic. Yeah. Yeah. He literally doesn't know that these things have what I guess souls in them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which is why at the end of the film, it's just like holy crap, these things have been blowing up. Yeah. Now they're so, starting to. So that's why I don't think he has any kind of sociopath. They like he just straight up didn't know that they were alive. I guess that's fair. Like, like for example, like you know, you might have a toy that you like, like I don't know. I think as a kid, there are toys that you just break. Whether on purpose or by accident. Oh, well, I mean, as, as an adult, I do break things on purpose sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like, let's say, like, you just, like, broke, I don't know. Like, you just went to, like, let's say, brave little toaster logic, that all of our appliances were, like, real. So, like, let's say back in the day you have a TV and it's acting all busted, so you bang on the TV. Well, if the TV is a living thing, you're just beating this poor TV that's not working anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's why he doesn't have any so, but I think he does come from like an abusive family, right? I mean, like, who? Okay, <laughs> I remember that he gets the package for like the big old rocket. Yeah, right? he gets the ro- the firework, I assume. Right, which which implies that it's like okay, he either had to use his mom or dad's credit card or whatever in order to order that, right? But what he-, he wouldn't order it from online, of course. 
He'd well, order it from like a magazine or oh, something. Oh, that's well, no, hold on. Because the movie takes 90s. place, in, yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, this is when the internet was popping. That's when the internet was just starting. Like you had dial-up internet and everything. Yeah, but you could still order something. Was Amazon a thing? Amazon, well, Amazon technically, I think, was a thing as a bookstore. It was. It wasn't even a place where you ordered shit. It was a bookstore first. It was a bookstore. Let's first. drop this Toy Story. Let's like, talk about. On, that's Amazon. Amazon. Right? <laughs> this is the new topic. All right, guys. So uh, Amazon By the way, review. We'd like to shout out our sponsors at Amazon. No, we don't have any sponsors at Amazon. Damn it. He's lying. But I'll tell you what. How much you think Amazon shout out pay to us? our sponsors, Bill and Ted Three. No, I'm just kidding. Is that movie any good? I saw it yesterday. I thought it was pretty okay. You saw it? Yeah, but there was like an obvious plug for Guitar Center. Like it was like there was a okay. So I, well, that's good for you because you work there. That's true. But okay, hold on. What I should say is okay. Damn it! Wait, this is a spoiler. I don't want to spoil it. Well, okay. With, but don't with, worry about it. We'll okay, skip that. No, no, hold on. Super quick. Without getting too spoilery, at the end of the film, there is a truck in which Bill and Ted have to get all these instruments from. And guess what truck it is? Sam. It's a truck from Guitar Center. Uh. Imagine if it was just like Sam Ash was next to him. They'll be like, all right, well, I'm just going to have to kill no, him They now. should have had two trucks, one Sam Ash, one Guitar Center, and been like, nah, to yeah. Sam Ash. <laughs> that would have been great. That's how I feel about Sam Ash. Sam Ash is okay. They're fine. They're not bad. I just I just have like a grudge for them, and it's not even the company's fault. It's the employee's fault. Because I used to go there at Dolphin Mall, and they would let me play the instruments. But eventually, they were like, oh, you can't play the instrument like without getting permission to take it down. And then eventually, that evolved into, oh, you can't play the instrument without... Uh, you can't play the instrument more than 15 minutes. And then that evolved to, you can't play the instrument more than 15 minutes without an adult. And even when I got to play the instruments, they were always out of tune. When I go to Guitar Center and I pick up an instrument, it's almost always in tune. Yes, this is very true. Because see, how periodically do you guys retune the guitars, or are just I think, are just your customers better? No, our customers are just better. I think what technically happens is that you just tend to pick up a lot of instruments that people like to play, and so because a lot more people are touching them, they, it's always pretty much always, always in tune. I I would understand that, but the thing is, I play the same instruments whether I'm at Sam Ash or at Guitar Center, so. Uh, Sam Ash is a different breed, bro. And then know. even when Best Buy had their musical instrument oh, section, my God. dude, even that was a better experience for me. It was, man, because they didn't care. I used to walk. Uh, this used to be my form of exercise when I was in high school. I used to always walk to the Best Buy um, near Tropical Park, and I would just play on the instruments there for like 30 minutes or an hour. And, yeah. like, they were just chill. And then, like, they closed it down, and I was, like, super sad about that. Yeah, man. I remember, man, the one... That's where I fell in love with the casino, the Epiphone yeah. Casino. Because I actually liked those before I even knew about the Beatles. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they have good pickups, actually. Like, the P90s. Mm-hmm. Pretty dope. But I remember the one in Kendall, the one off of 88th Street in, like, one like seventeen or something like that. And, dude, that one was freaking amazing. Is that the one near Dadeland? No, that's not the one you're dealing. Oh. That one is that one is off of like US one, dude. Oh. But there's one on one seventeen in Kendall that is they used to have a music department that was super super awesome, man. Like they had their own drum room, they had their own acoustic guitar room, they had their own electric guitar room with okay. amps and things like that, pianos. It was so amazing. And then I guess they realized, well, dude, we're kind of competing against Guitar Center, Sam Ash, Sweetwater. It's like it's But Sweetwater doesn't have any physical stores, do they? They do. They have one not in, nearby. No, they have one in Indiana, it's, and it's literally just like a music superstore. Like I want to go there one day because it's Sweetwater's having a five thousand dollar giveaway. We should try signing up for that. Yeah, that'd be great. And then we'll like shout them out if we win. We'll be like, "Hey, thanks nah. to Sweetwater for these SM7Bs." 
Is that a microphone? That is a microphone. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that SM7B. <laughs> Anyways, back to Anyways, the topic. Back to the topic. So, so yeah, I mean, there's that scene where Buzz figures out that he's a toy, and there you see uh, it's either his dad or his mom, and you just see a bunch of empty cans. So, I mean, it's safe to assume that one of his parents are an alcoholic. Interesting. Uh, interesting theory. But uh, I'm going to let Matt Pat handle that one. Matt Pat sucks. All right. <laughs> it's time for my vendetta of the episode. Matt Pat sucks. His theories suck. They've sucked for a long time. And every time, and like the two people that have given him criticism, he was on a live stream and he was just sitting on them as if they were haters and they didn't have any actual criticisms. Whoa, man, hold on. What about the Five Nights at Freddy's ones? Those are interesting, but they suck because the next episode of his theory debunks the last episode, making having watched the first one a waste of time. You know what's funny? If you like theories, Treesicle might be better, but I don't even think they make videos anymore. Well, yawning time. Okay. Theory videos. Okay, let me put it to you this way. Because every time a new Five Nights at Freddy's theory comes out, right? Scott Cawthorn, which I think is the guy, is the name. He's the creator. The creator, right? He's just like, hey, man, let me just go ahead and release another Five Nights at Freddy's game that completely disproves that theory at all. And then Matt Pat's going to be like, well, crap, now I got to go ahead and play the whole game. And then I have to go do the whatever the crap 2020 mode or whatever the hell. I don't know. I've just seen a lot of videos debunking his theories. And then there was that whole live stream he did where he was. Instead of just accepting some of the criticism, he just labeled everybody criticizing him as haters. And I, there's nothing I hate more than a YouTuber that cannot handle criticism. Yeah, like that's H3, why H3, that's why right? I don't like H three H three anymore. That's why it's I don't terrible. like MatPat anymore. That's why like there's a lot of creators that I just don't like anymore because yeah. they eventually showed to not be able to handle criticism. Aaron Hansen, yeah. like I mentioned in the first Aaron episode, Hansen, yep. can't handle criticism. Um, you know who I miss the most right now, though? And I'm so sad that he's gone. Tobuscus? No, not, I don't care about him, actually. I think he was really funny. I think he I love like, Tobuscus. He's still around. He still makes videos. Yeah, he still makes videos. I mean, he, he's definitely changed his, uh, how do you put it, his sort of, like, content and who? the way it's presented. Tobuscus? Yeah, he has. Yeah. I don't think he's changed that much. I mean, he's changed a little. I mean, before, he used to have, like, these very, how do you put it, just, he has more realistic like video topics. I like I don't know if Markiplier's his content hasn't changed that much but his editor is really funny yeah he does a lot of face morphing on Markiplier and yes. that's always fun like yeah. that meet that gif of the oh yeah it's big brain time big it brain just stretches time. his forehead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh so man um but I was gonna say I miss Leafy because Leafy recently got banned yeah he got banned so now he's on Storyfire um, which is kind of like this lesser-known sort of YouTube-like platform. It's a mix of YouTube and Twitter. It's created by McJuggernuggets, who was the creator. Ooh, the fuck? McJuggernuggets was really big on YouTube. He made the um, the Angry Dad videos. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, oh. which, I mean, for a long time, people didn't know if those videos were real or not uh, until the final episode where like McJuggernuggets' character kills his dad. Oh. And so after that, everyone like was like, okay, yeah, this is... Like, this is fake or whatever. Right. But basically, he, he made his own. And Keemstar's there. And also, Leafy's been live streaming on, on Twitch On as Twitch, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've heard that H3H3 is also trying to get him off of Twitch. He's trying to get him off everything. because Because Leafy made a joke about going to, um like, protests with a gun. Oh, yeah, with, with a gun or whatever. And being like, yo, dude, sometimes I just wish someone would 
bump into me so I could have like an excuse to use the gun. <laughs> and then Keemstar's face just like, uh. Oh but then Leafy immediately starts laughing and he's like, that's a joke, by the way. That's mostly a joke, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you said mostly, but. Yeah, but no, it's clearly but a it's joke. Funny, but yes, I get It's I just an edgy joke. And then Ke- and then Ethan was just posting. Ethan is HRH in case you don't know. Um, but um, Ethan just starts posting on Twitter the clip saying like, this is proof that Leafy is unhinged and this and that. And then on Instagram, and I think he did Leafy did this on purpose to bait um, Ethan. Yeah. He posted like pictures of this old ass, like I think as it was a Winchester. Right. These really old ass guns. And Ethan posted that on Twitter and everyone was responding like, what's he going to do? Shoot down Billy the kid with those guns? <laughs> like, like every pretty much the, Ethan as he continued, because Dude, I don't know why Ethan... I mean, I know why, because he hates Leafy, but Ethan has no reason to keep going after Leafy anymore. Leafy is off Leafy's YouTube. off of YouTube, yeah. He's literally just going at him because he hates him, and he wants him to have well, no platform. Well, I, I, I mean, at that point, he's just going scorched earth. I mean, he's just trying to go scorched earth on Leafy. That's pretty much the whole Like, point. it's so sad to see how far he's fallen. Yeah. Like, and you know what? I think it's pretty sus that iDubs didn't make a tweet at least saying something about the leafy drama yeah but i think it's better that he didn't say anything than rather than him being like his girlfriend and saying that it was like oh well you know youtube's a private company they have, they have the right to do it it's like yeah they have the right does it make it right right and so then she's like oh I, uh, of course it doesn't make it right but you know you, you, you just have to like you know i she tried to retcon what she was saying by saying that she's basically trying to say instead of people complaining people need to start putting more effort into other um into other um platforms Mm -hmm. but then why wouldn't she just say oh leafy getting banned from you know what why wouldn't her first tweet be oh how come leaf like i'm trying to gather my words together all good what she should have said if that's what she meant was YouTube has the right to ban Leafy, but this is why we need to start um, bringing up other platforms than YouTube. She didn't say that originally. She said all these edgy kids being mad that their leader got taken down or whatever. It's stupid, but this is a major tangent. This is a major tangent. Yeah, but it, it it needed to be discussed, okay? Because Leafy... Oh, shit, my mic mic stand. I'm sure sure, um, our, our... by the way, shout out to Augie RFC for allowing me to like, uh, I don't do it on his main podcasts because I don't want to, you know, self-advertise on a main podcast. Right. But whenever he streams and it's not a main episode of his podcast, um, I donate, first of all, I donate money and then I, and then, you know, with permission, I put links to the podcast. So any of you guys listening to this from Leafy, uh, from, from Augie, from Augie's podcast, um, thank you for listening. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for listening, Augie and, listeners, and even though I have no idea who Augie is. I'll like, show you some of his streams. Yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways. It's pretty good. I, I'm sure he's good. It's I mean, basically like um, like they do basically – Augie, Augie does uh, what – it's called RFC After Hours, and basically it's a podcast slash show where he basically talks about YouTube drama – and Ooh. his co-host is Bo Blacks, and if you don't know him, he just hit 200k a while. Oh a yeah, while ago. I've I've heard of I've heard of Bo Blacks. Bo Blacks basically does Twitter versus videos, where he gets tweets from Twitter, and then he makes oh. a video where he goes through the drama. Like there's already six parts. There's actually he's compiled. Uh, he made a four-hour 
version of the H3 versus uh, Keemstar drama, and oh. it compiles tweets from 2016 to 2020. Four hours yeah. worth of tweets? I mean, does he like go in depth and kind of explain it? Or? He doesn't. He sometimes puts his own opinion, but his main point for Twitter versus is to have an objective view of a drama. Right. So he tries, he usually doesn't put his own opinion, um, but with the H3 Keemstar one, he does put his opinion every now and again, especially after H3 blocked Bo Blacks. Oh, seriously? Yeah, basically, um, H3, H3, like, H3, H3 and Bo Blacks' history, Bo Blacks doesn't like Keemstar, like me, and he doesn't like H3, H3. Well, mm-hmm. he was kind of on the middle about H3, H3. Now he doesn't like him anymore, I assume. Right. But basically what happened there was like there was some altercation between them where basically um, uh, I think it was uh, that uh, Keemstar was calling, I mean, HHG was calling Keemstar racist. So some people were posting the picture of when um, of when Ethan and Hila, mm-hmm. they put on that black uh, like makeup stuff on. Right. And so, but back when they did that video, H3 made a tweet that said, um, when she brings home a black guy or something like that. You know, a funny joke. Right. But people were pointing that out being like, oh, you've made racist jokes too. Like, you know, you're being a hypocrite. And so then eventually H3, H3 saw Bo Blacks as a Keemstar supporter. So he posted, uh, Bo Blacks made a song called, um, it was a parody song called Black Lives Matter. Um, I'll, sh- uh, I'll I might show it to you. I don't know. But basically, he made that song. <laughs> he made that back in 2016, and it's a song that Bo Blacks doesn't really avow right. um, anymore because it was just edgy and and it's old. Right. H3 brought that up, being like, oh, this is suspicious. Even though they already had a rapport in the DMs right. where they were mostly cordial. And so then when H3 got called out for that, he basically apologized to Bo Blacks, I think. But then, as soon, basically, they were pretty cordial for a while. And then when um, uh, H3 made the tweet saying, you know, when Leafy was announced had gotten banned, H3 made a tweet saying, I would love to see Leafy survive in this uh, current climate, which was a funny tweet. The classic. That's a funny, that's a funny clapback, considering yes. Leafy would put that at the end of every video. Yes. So Bo Blacks um, DM'd H3 saying, yo... I love this tweet, even though I don't like that Leafy got banned. And H3 blocked Bo Blacks. Just for saying that? Yeah. Wow. He basically was like, yo, I love the tweet, but I also don't think Leafy should have gotten banned. He got blocked for that. Yeah, which I think it's kind of shady because uh, Leafy, I mean, Leafy obviously described his own sort of thing. So the way it works in YouTube is like, it's pretty much like a big baseball three strikes and you're out, right? And now they've extended it to four. And now they've extended it to four. Because you get a warning and then you get three strikes. Right, exactly. But here's the thing. Leafy didn't get any of that shit. No. Like, at all. Like, they were literally just like, uh, I don't like this guy. Fucking boop. Uh, okay, apparently they gave him three strikes at once, which still defeats that, the purpose. That defeats the purpose. Just give me one, like, three they, strikes they at did once. The same thing, they did the same thing to Leafy that they did to Monkey Jones back in 2018. Yeah. You know who Monkey Jones is? I remember him, yeah. Yeah. He still makes videos, by the way. On what platform? YouTube. But he's under a different name. Oh, okay. Wait, but I thought you couldn't make videos if you got banned or something. Um, he's kind of doing the same thing that, that uh, Keemstar's doing. Keemstar did. Well, Keemstar uh, isn't doing it anymore because he got unbanned in 2017. Oh, okay. So Keemstar now owns Drama Alert, even though back then he said he didn't. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. Keemstar, 
I don't think, look, here's the thing. Unless you're actually committing crimes, mm-hmm. I don't think you should be banned from any social media no, site. I don't think so either. But again, YouTube is a private company. They have the right to do whatever the hell they want. Right. And I hope story fire or something takes off. Like, look, my wish would be that PewDiePie and other millionaire YouTubers would get together and make their own platform. But also, they have no obligation to do that. No, if they don't. You, uh, PewDiePie, I'm sure he doesn't want that responsibility on his shoulder. Well, think about it this way. I mean, it's like, what's his incentive just to create a better place that you know creators can just make their own videos without getting risk getting banned? I mean, that's not incentivizing anything. That's just like, hey, guys, you can platform yourselves and say whatever you want without getting banned. But there's no money to be had. I'm not saying that Felix is like a money grabber, but think about it. I no, mean, no, but I what I'm saying is like, yeah, you would have to potentially be willing to lose a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I'm but if you were able to build that platform up, you eventually would get advertisers I'm that sure. would be willing to advertise on yeah. your videos. Yeah, I mean I, I guess I guess I hear what you're saying, but at the same time I mean, it's it's it may just be like too much work for a payoff that may not be fast enough. You know what I mean? Which is why I don't think people like Felix, although I'm sure he would be up for it if, if given the right platform at the right time, you know, with the right amount of allocation of resources, sure, you know. And I think that would be a great thing for anybody to do. I mean, honestly, any billionaire could probably make a platform that's just as good, if not better, than YouTube. Well, as long as they're not banning people the way they banned Leafy and Mumkey, yeah. it would be better than YouTube. Yeah, of course. Like, I, it really sucks that YouTube is the way it is. And the same thing with Twitter. Because they're very quick to ban people. I mean, I got, I said the word retard, and I wasn't calling this person a retard either. I was saying yeah. what they said was retarded, and I got like a 12 hour, like, yeah, like suspension. Yeah, they so, were like, hey, for 12 hours, you're not allowed to use our site. Yes, yeah, so you know what you say instead? It says, it's like, whatever you just said sounds like it has an extra 23rd chromosome. That's what you should say next time. And then it they'll be like, ah, mm, okay, he didn't say the R word, but he kind of also did at the same time, but we can't ban him. For- damn, damn it. Anyways, we went way off topic. Look, no, we didn't. This was actually, the, the secret was that, that <laughs> the this The secret was, was this topic. is the real topic? This was the real topic. What do you think of Mr. Potato Head? Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. Uh, it was actually Mrs. Potato Mrs. Potato Mrs. Potato Head. Mrs. Mrs. Potato Head. Um, Don the late Don Rickles, right? Rest in peace, Don. Rest Rickles. in peace, Don Rickles. Major legend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, because he was what? What time? Uh, he died between what? Two and three. Three and four. Three and four. He was then. still around for three. So, I mean, whoever they got for four was they didn't get anyone for four. What do you mean they didn't get anyone? They for just four? reused clips from Don Rickles. Oh, is that what they did? I was like, he's that's sound- why he's only in it for like a minute. I also, I was like, man, he, he says like five words. That's true. And so does Jesse. So does Jesse. And Buzz is in there for like what, fifteen minutes? He's barely in it too. Yeah, I mean the only people that you really see is Forky, Woody, the the doll bitch, Bo Peep. You mean Bo Peep? No, no, the doll bitch, the one that like took out Woody's voice box. Oh, um, Gabby, 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 Gabby. I hate her, but we, look, we can't get too into it. We we'll can't get, get too it. into it because we got to talk about that for the next podcast. But no, yeah, um. Dude, I love Mr. Potato Head was like my favorite toy growing up. I like Him it. and Buzz Lightyear. Dude, I, when I went to Disney, because this, is, this actually was it Disney? No, this is Universal. Okay. So when I went to Universal, this was back when Marvel was still like, had a thing with Universal kind of thing. And um, I went to the toy store in, after, what was it? After the Doctor Doom Fear Fall ride, there's like uh-huh. a gift shop. And they had a Mr. Potato Head Spider-Man. 
right? At Universal? At Universal. Dude, Disney was powerful. Disney was powerful. I mean, they still are, they're even more powerful now, yeah, but yeah, I'll tell you, that's I, crazy yeah. that like your rival theme park company is selling your toys. Yes. That's like such a major flex. It's so crazy. But I mean, and I'm pretty sure that's how it is still because think about it. They haven't changed the theme of the ride yet. Do they still even sell Mr. Potato Head toys? I haven't seen one in I so long. I think they still do. But anyways, so... I'm going to buy one. So I think the name... Man, what was what was his name? Okay, so they gave it like some sort of quirky name to match with like the potato. It was like Peter... Spider Spud? S- Spider Spud or something like that. Yeah, like some sp- Sputter Man or something potato like that. Potato Parker? Potato Parker. <laughs> potato, maybe something like that. I don't know. It was <laughs> it was something very on the nose. that had to, It's like a pun we had to do with potatoes and like, you know, Spider Man. But it was really cool. Like you could change out their eyes... You could change the oh, it also had kind of like this like mesh that you'd throw on it, and that would be like the spider costume. Oh, that's cool. And you can take it off and just be like, hey, I'm I'm Peter Sputter, whatever. Duh, duh. I always liked putting uh, Mr. Potato Head's arm where his nose should be. Yes, it always looks funny. Yes, it is very funny. But you know what they should do? Actually, well, yeah, this one also had like. Do you the- prefer Mr. Potato Head with the round red nose or with the orange nose? No, with the orange nose. I do the prefer round the red nose. Just too weird. Looks like a freaking clown. Yeah, right? It's no longer Potato Head. It's Clown Potato. Dude, I miss Mr. Potato Head. I wish I still had a Mr. Potato Head. I had one years Let's go to Walmart ago. right after this and try they and find one. Have those. Let's go to Toys R... Oh. Yeah, oh, too <laughs> soon. Too, it's been like two years. No, it's still too soon. Yeah, it is too soon. I do miss Toys R Us, even though I, I hadn't gone look, there. Look, the, I remember the last time, and the, no, I was still an adult. I was like 20 years old when I went to Toys R Us. Like, I last said, time I went to Toys R Us was 2017 to get Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, I must have been like 20-something years old. And I had bought an ATST, a Lego ATST. Ooh. And it was cool. It was so awesome walking into a toy store, and it was totally dope. And honestly, I should have just bought everything right before they went out of business. Like, like they started marking down everything they had in that store. And I'm talking about the one on Kendall and like one one seventeen, the one on Kendall one seventeen. Yeah. That one was so dope because it was so big. You had so much stuff. They had Nerf. They had uh, bicycles. They had a game, uh, a video game section. Um, they had all kinds of stuff, dude, and it was totally awesome. But uh, yeah, man, I I miss those good old days when, as a kid, I used to go there and be like, "Mom, can we get this?" Or "Mom, can we go to Toys R Us?" And she'd be like, "Fine," and I'd be like, "Yeah, Mom, all right, let's do it." You know, I was always a Toys R Us kid. There's some other kids that would be like, "Toys R Us, I don't care about that." Chuck E. Cheese, that's my shit right there. You don't get toys at Chuck E. Cheese. That's not comparable. Yes, you do. Yeah, you get you play and you get tickets. And you that's get the not toys. the same thing. I know it's a totally Chuck E. Cheese is an arcade. I understand it's a. Totally let's go to Chuck E. Cheese if they're still alive. Uh, but I, let's not eat their pizza. Mm, well, you know what's funny? I I don't think their pizza is that bad. Last time I had it, it tasted like plastic. How would you know what plastic tastes like, buddy? Because I eat plastic. Oh, like on on a regular basis? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty dope. I like plastic. Actually, hold on. There was, it's, it wasn't plastic though. I miss pizza. I miss, you had pizza like a week ago. I know, but that just makes me miss it even more. Well, hey man, just keep losing weight and you can celebrate with more pizza. This is gay. It's not gay. Look, if Panda were here, he'd be like, hey man, that's not homosexual. That's true. It's true. That is true. But anyways, so... Mikey, why is your favorite pizza? <laughs> Papa Say John's. Say that for next episode. 
I mean, that is. That would be true. That would be true. Why is your favorite pizza Papa John's? And why is it the best pizza of all time? Well, you see here, the reason why Papa John's <laughs> is the best pizza is because. All right. So, um, well, the other characters, uh, if you want to, because those are the characters that come to my mind first. Because clearly, put, uh, Mr. Potato is kind of an antagonist in this film as well. Sort of, Because yeah. he's kind of the one that's immediately like, oh, don't trust Woody. Oh, Woody murdered Buzz. You know, all this stuff. Yeah, like, he's so, pretty much the reason why all the toys turn against Woody. Yeah, he's pretty much, like, the catalyst that made the entire group turn on him. Because he was just like... Him oh. and Ham. He's like, oh, you're going to do it to me, too! And then Ham's like, yeah, 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 I don't trust that guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't trust that guy. I don't know. <laughs> and then Slinky Dog was like, Woody! I don't know. I don't know how yeah, know. Woody. Woody. Yeah. No, I still trust Woody. <laughs> and then Bo Peep was like, I, I trust him. I don't know. I don't Bo Peep is good. Bo in Peep. the movie, she's like, she's just a good support character. I'd, I'd smash Bo Peep if I was Woody. Dude, she was straight up implying having sex with Woody in that movie. I would give her. She's like, oh, Woody. I'll have someone else watch the sheep tonight. Like, and then <laughs> Woody's like, <laughs> I mean, you want to just, <laughs> just guffawing at the idea. Dude, do the toys have sex? Oh, yeah. Hey. That's a great question. I guess actually, they do. Okay, look. Let's look at it this way, right? Because if toys can have relationships like that, that would imply... Well, here's the thing. Because, okay. Are there so, pedophile toys? No, but... That's it, a horror, horror, okay, horrifying look, thought. God. Are there trans toys? I'm sure there could be. Like, for example, Mr. Potato Head, if you just put the Mrs. Potato Head accessories on him. Right, but that's so easy to do. Like, okay, in the case of like... Dude, easy transition? That's a very. Let's easy go. <laughs> no, okay, well, hold on. Let's okay. Let's analyze this critically, right? Oh my god. <laughs> so if so if toys, if toys can have sex, have sexual thoughts, have even sexual intercourse, which by the way, I don't know if it's possible. Think about it. It's, I don't think they have sexual intercourse. I'm sure Woody and Bopi would just kiss. Yeah. I'm sure that's pretty much as far and cuddle. That's I'm sure true. that's as far as it would go. Yeah, because they can't really do. I mean, think about it. She's Wo- porcelain. Woody. Yeah, she's porcelain. Even if Woody had a Woody, she would just <laughs> crack into a million pieces. Yeah, just be like, I killed her with my cock. Oh. <laughs> um, there's also Rex, who's played by the great Wallace Shawn. Yeah. You know who Wallace Shawn is, right? Sure. No, I don't. He's the guy. So, in uh, you have you seen Princess Bride? Yes. He's the inconceivable. He's like the short guy. Oh, okay. Wait, that's that bald. He's also in Ghostbusters. Is he in Ghostbusters? No, that's a different actor. That's a different actor. Different actor. Um, well, Sean's great. He's funny. I mean, he's got one of the most recognizable voices in Hollywood. No, he isn't. But I now know that he is in The Princess Bride, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. I he was in Princess Bride. There you go. Cool. I could look at his... Uh, filmography but all right here's, here's another great memorable jim by the way slinky dog's voice actor between two and three did pass away his yeah, name's jim go. varney he was replaced by john goodman mm-hmm. um, wait john goodman like mm-hmm. sully yeah sully john goodman what? yeah i think they were like good friends or whatever gotcha he does a good impression too so before we move on to toy story uh two i do want to talk about the songs uh for a little bit what are you what's your opinion on the songs well, obviously, You Got a Friend in Me is a classic It's a track. great song. Very classic. It is one of the best. I think it's one of the best Disney songs. Yeah. We should rank all the... Well, that would take a long no, time. No, that would take way too we long. We should rank Disney songs by the decade. Um. Well, you know what? By the generation. Because every decade, there's not that much movies. There isn't. But uh, Like in the 30s, there's one movie. And in the 40s, there's three movies. <laughs> there you go. But um, uh, anyway... 
Yeah. So I would say, I mean, obviously, You Got a Friend of Me is great. Uh, what's the other one that's like? There's uh, strange things. Strange things are happening to me. Yeah. Also a great song. There's a I Will Go Sailing No More. I don't know that one, actually. That's the one where Buzz finds out he's a toy. Oh, that's when it goes, um, you know, no, it can't be true. I could fly if I wanted to, like a bird from the sky. And then it's like, and then he goes, and I will go sailing no more. Okay. That's like, that's when he tries to fly and then he falls and he dies. Right. Buzz doesn't die. But, um, and... I think that's all the songs in the first movie. Well, those are all the Randy Newman songs. Well, there's only Randy Newman songs in the first movie. Because not including the score. Nobody cares about the score. Oh, what do you mean no one cares about the I score? I mean, the score is good. And the score is done by Randy Newman, I'm, I believe. Oh, no kidding. Okay, that would make sense. I think Randy Newman did a lot of the scores for the Pixar movies, especially the early ones. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, overall, just really great music. Um, great original music from Randy Newman, besides the scores, of course. But no, the score is good too. Yeah, but I mean, just a lot of classic, amazing songs. I think "Strange Things" is like outside of the realm of it being in Toy Story. I think it's a legit good song on its own too. Right, right. Like that riff, that that's a right. great riff. It is. No, it really is. I I think John. I'm sorry, John Goodman. What's it? Randy, Randy Newman. Newman. There's so many men. Yeah, in, too many men in this industry. Too many men. We need to put more women. Anyways, that's uh, that's why he wrote the song about women. It's about you know women uh, not being. You know, I'm just kidding. That's not what it's, it's not about. What it's about. That's the not song's what it's about, about a bitch. Yeah, we need more bitches in this. Not industry. Randy Newman's song called "Woman." I don't even know if he has a song called "Woman." I would talking about our like, song, woman. which you could check out on Spotify. <laughs> but imagine who'd be like, "Woman." Woman, <laughs> I see you in the, the. Dude, fucking just starts singing about how much he loves this particular woman, and then he puts a twist that's supposed to be comedic. That's how a lot of his like actual songs go. They're very comedic. No, I know. Yeah, he's 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 a great singer songer. Funny guy. He's, he's a, a funny, funny guy. guy. He's also old as shit. He's not that old. He's old. Let's see. Let's see how old he is. You know, I'm gonna ask Siri. Hey Siri, how old is Randy Newman? Seventy six. Seventy six years old. That's pretty old, man. Dude, he's, he's almost, he's four years away from 80. Nah. He's four years younger than my dad. He's 12 years older than Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's like really old. Tom Hanks is old. The, then there you go. If Tom Hanks is old. Yeah, but I see Tom Hanks as old because I know he was young. Yeah. I don't know if Randy Newman was ever young. What if he just came out of the <laughs> womb as a 74-year-old? He, like, he came out the womb and he's like, he's like... Short people don't deserve nothing. And the, mom, oh the mom's like, what the hell is this? You'd be like, it's me, mama. I'm Randy. I'm Randy Newman. Here's a new song. would <laughs> be like, you made a song in my womb? That's right. <laughs> what if Randy Newman went on an interview? He's like, I wrote every single song that I ever wrote in the womb. You'd be like, well, that's interesting. You'd be that's like, very interesting. Like, no, no, I promise you, though. I promise. Here's the notes. And it's all like disgusting and placenta covered. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He just has, the, he That's has gross. the papers all like, the, and the funny part is, is that like, you know, it, it hasn't dried up since then. It's just always stayed like placenta covered. Does placenta dry? Uh, I would imagine. Let's not talk about that. That's Anyways, fucking, look, that's we're foul. Not, yeah, we're not, we're not gonna. So Toy Story 2, do you want to do the plot or you want me to do the plot again? 
I mean, I think you just explained it the best. Not because I suck at explaining it, but it's because last time when I tried to explain the plot, you're like, that's not how it went. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, last time you were like, so then this happened. I'm like, but wait, this happened first. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. That happened. And then you're like, okay, so then after that happened, this, and you're like, no, 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 no. That happened after that part. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. No, 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 no. That actually happened in a totally different movie that's not in Toy yeah, Story. That's not even Toy Story. That's like, that's, that's not even Toy Story. You're that's describing, cars. You're describing Young Frankenstein right now. It's not even a Pixar movie. Fight on the Ritz. I love Young Frankenstein. I love that movie. My mom hates all the funny movies that exist. No, that all the funny movies, every single the one. The funniest ones, I think. It's like, oh, she yeah. doesn't like Caddyshack. She doesn't like Young Frankenstein. She doesn't like Princess Bride. Wow, but those are all great. Those movies. are all freaking hilarious movies. What's I'm willing like, to bet wait, she doesn't. Bill Murray. Bill Murray is in Caddyshack, right? Bill Murray is in Caddyshack. Oh, yeah. He's the he's the guy that's trying to hunt down that gopher or whatever. Yeah, you know, I I just saw a Bill Murray movie very recently. Which one? Uh, Osmosis Jones. He is in that one. He is in that one. You know, what? I'm gonna say this. And maybe you agree or disagree. I think the live action parts of Osmosis Jones are probably the worst part. Yeah, like Bill Murray clearly doesn't give a fuck Dude, about the movie. That was like that was like the worst acting I've seen out of him. Like probably. Yeah, he's just he was like so low effort. He's like, hey monkey, give me my egg. <laughs> no, no, and then okay, there were some pretty disgusting parts about the movie. Oh too. yeah, like like that like apparently he ate oysters from like this kid's project, whatever. And then it was just like, and then he oh, vomited on the up. teacher. Yeah, and then he ended up being on the newspaper. It was fucking. That teacher's hilarious. not very attractive, anyways. Yeah, she wasn't. I don't. I don't know what was going through his. She's mind. a funny actress, though. Yes, yes, she is. She's one of the funnier women in comedy. Yeah, Unlike. there's not too many of those. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yeah, we're gonna get canceled. I like Ellen DeGeneres. Well, I liked Ellen DeGeneres. No, she's now an she's an come Ellen out as a, she's come yeah she's come out as a degenerate scumbag. Yeah, pretty but much. But she was when she used to do a stand up, she was really really good. No, she really was. I like her one joke that uh, Amy Schumer stole, the one about the popcorn. Oh yeah, but Amy, Sh- what what joke isn't she stealing though? Um, the ones that are really, really bad. bad. Yeah, those are the jokes she doesn't yeah. steal. My whole vagina was smelling like lobster oil. It's like thanks, Amy thanks. Schumer, for one know that. telling me that, and two not being funny. Yeah, I don't think we'll get any flack for saying Amy Schumer is not funny. I think most people can agree that Amy Schumer is not funny. Dude, she was so unfunny that they ended up changing the rating system on Netflix. Yeah, like she was that bad. Like <laughs> she she was the catalyst that started the. Like I'm not gonna say she told Netflix to change it because I don't even think she no, has that I don't much think pool. It was, yeah, but I think it was just like a general like, okay, we got to change the system, which sucks because. I don't want to know if a movie is 93% a match for me, and then I click on the movie, and then I'm like, wow, this sucked, and I hated it. Yeah. I mean, that's what uh, the internet is for. Anyways, you know? So in Toy Story 2, it I think it takes place maybe a year, or maybe just um, the next summer after Toy Story 1, and... Uh, you know, everyone's pretty much in their place now. At the end of Toy Story uh, 1, um, Andy got a Mrs. Potato Head, and he also got a dog. So, you know, that was kind of like the cliff. We didn't mention this, but one of the great things about every Toy Story film, I think, is it ends in a way where you don't even need a sequel to continue the story. You don't. If Toy Story 1 ended and they never made Toy Story 2, which I'm glad they did, um, but if Toy Story 1 ended and they never made a sequel, it would have been just a perfect movie. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that's really important for films. Like, I think it's good to leave enough threads for potential sequels, but not so many where you would need that sequel. Like, Star Wars Episode 
um, like um, A New Hope, you didn't like, obviously you still have like, oh, the Empire's still around, right? Right. But it didn't warrant a sequel exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they blew up the Death Star. Yeah, they blew up the like, biggest weapon that, that they was, had. That was like, okay, that was like a big fuck you to the Empire. It was like, there's no... And Empire Strikes Back, that does warrant a sequel. Yeah. But that's already when Star Wars was like... Like, I don't think it's bad to leave cliffhangers in your films. Like, for example, my favorite Marvel film uh, is Infinity War, and I think mm. it's the best one. And that leaves on a cliffhanger. But I think it's important to... Uh, de- it depends on what story you want to tell. Right. Because, I mean... Clearly, Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi are inherently connected to each other. Right. I mean, and and so is Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're very just, you know, like, you knew damn well that they were going to make a sequel after Infinity. Like, they weren't just going to be like, well, that's it, guys. What (laughs) if they just, what what if they did, though? That would have been so so, upset. I would have been upset, but it would have been, I would have been very impressed. I would have been like, the balls. To do that. The balls on the Russo brothers. I'm surprised they're not causing a singularity on earth right now because they're that dense for real like that would be so <laughs> impressive to do but anyways um but yeah that's what's great about the first three toy story films right uh, that they and i guess four does it too where you don't need a sequel to continue the story like the story's pretty much done at right. the end of each of these movies so yeah unlike they, uh unlike half-life 2 episode 2 where they leave it on a cliffhanger yeah but now they, they have take, that vr game yeah but then they took they took like fucking how many years what 15 years to make a sequel to that shit ah. which by the way wasn't even really a sequel. okay so what happened well, we're, we're going to explain that later, but basically, long story short, what happens was just like the G-Man is just kind of, hey man, so uh, I'm going to save your dad's life, but in exchange, now we're going to completely retcon the whole idea of Half-Life 2 Episode 2 with, where Eli Vance freaking dies, and so, yeah, but uh, anyways, sorry, continue. I, just, I had to get that out because no, like, it's cool. It's I'm cool. so upset. Dude, I rant all the time. You can rant too. I'm so Look, all right, Valve, come on, man. We need a Half-Life 3. Can you count three? It's after two. I would, I'd prefer a Left 4 Dead 3. Left 4 Dead 3 would be fun, but we need to conclude the story of Half-Life. We really do because we've been left on a cliffhanger for God knows how long, and then they leave us on another cliffhanger, and they're just like, well, we're just going to retcon all that crap that we did in Half-Life 2 episode 2. Nah, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's not fine. <laughs> and I want you to die because you said it was fine. Okay. Wait, no, no, I'm just kidding. No. But anyways, so uh, Toy Story 2, basically it starts off with Andy's going to go to cowboy camp. Right. Which sounds pretty fun. I mean, I'm, I've never been too into cowboys, but it yeah. sounds like a fun time. And this also establishes that Woody is again the favorite. He ended up being the favorite anyways. Right. Um, and that's a running theme. Um, and so, you know, Andy's mom, we see her face. Uh, pretty much all the cast returns, you know, Tom Hanks for Woody, Tim Allen for Buzz Lightyear. Um, in all three films, I don't know if Andy's voice, if he has any new lines in Toy Story 4, but John Morse returns for all three of the Toy Story uh, films to voice Andy, mm-hmm. but uh, the whole cast is back because um, none of them are dead yet. Well, yeah, at this point, no, nobody's yeah, dead. At this yet. point, I mean, I, I don't think so. Oh yeah. Uh, also, fun fact: the person who voices uh, the Sar- the Sarge, the Green Army soldier, the leader of them, is voiced by R. Lee uh, Ernie, who the was in Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, which 
I think that's great. It's perfect casting. Yes, it is. But and, I mean, the, the the worst part is that he can't even say some of his iconic lines because it's a PG movie. Yeah, but he 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 doesn't need to say that because he's just he's just a toy soldier now. Ah, toy soldier. It's not the same as the sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Hey, man, he's still a courageous man. He's like, oh, I like when the other dude when the soldier got stepped on in the first movie. Yeah. By the oh. way, we didn't really mention it, but the first one has some amazing jokes. Yes, it does. Like the uh, when Mr. Potato Head's like, "Look at me, I'm Picasso," and then Ham's just like, "Yeah, oh, I don't good. get it." <laughs> you uncultured swine, and then he's like. What are you looking at, you hockey um, puck? Hockey, and then it is a, a hockey puck. Hockey puck. <laughs> yeah. A lot of great jokes in the first one. Um, but second one. So Andy, with five minutes of time, plays with... Um, uh, Himself. No, I'm just kidding. No, that, no that, he's that, too young for that. He's too, well, hey, look, you don't know that. He's like 10. Yeah, that's, what, that's, what, that's the best time to start. No, it's too young. So <laughs> Andy and uh, but he starts playing with Andy plays with all of his toys, right. and uh, by accident, by doing a little handshake that he does between Woody and Buzz, he accidentally rips uh, Woody's arm. Woody's arm yeah. So uh, Andy's mom promises Andy that she's gonna fix him and puts him up on the shelf, and the shelf, which by the way, if you actually look at the lyrics of Strange Things um, from the first movie, they mention. You get put up on the shelf. Oh. So I don't know if they they if there's any connection or if that's just a coincidence. It's like a premonition or something. Like yeah, that like or? if like if the writers in Toy Story two actually looked at the song and they're like, oh, let's the actually shelf. let's actually have that be a plot point. Um, but Woody gets put up on the shelf and he finds there Squeaky, I believe is his name. No, Wheezy. Wheezy. Wheezy, uh, yeah. who is this like little squeak toy, and. Apparently he's been there for a long time because his squeaker broke. Uh, and Andy's mom put him up there and promised to fix that toy, and she never did. Which uh, never happens. Which um, I think this is kind of an irrational fear for Woody. I don't know if you call it a flaw, because you know fear can be irrational. But you know Woody is scared that he's going to be left up there just like um, Wheezy. Wheezy. But. I'm pretty sure Wheezy wasn't a favorite toy. They no. did mention that Andy loved Wheezy, but Wheezy wasn't even in the first one, so he must have been um, up there for a while. Or no, wouldn't wouldn't that make him newer? Like maybe he got him for Christmas. Maybe because if he wasn't in the first one, they don't live in the same house. Right. Well, we'll look at it this way. I mean, we know that Aunt Andy loves Woody the most, right? Yeah. He, so like, there there had to be like obviously his mom probably would have gotten him fixed. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's even shown later that Andy's mom cares for Woody a little bit because when um Al from Al's Chicken Barn shows up and tries to buy like Woody at any price, she says it's an old family toy. He's not for sale. So she she probably would have fixed Woody, but Woody obviously doesn't know that he's just a toy. He, he doesn't understand humans. Yeah, what a stupid little toy. Anyways, um, so, um, so basically, what happens is that Andy's mom is having a garage sale. She grabs uh, Wheezy. Woody goes on the dog to go. I think the dog's name is Buster. Buster. They go and save Wheezy, but unfortunately, Woody gets left behind. Uh, and Al, as earlier shown, the movie starts off with this nice little fake out where they show Buzz being Buzz Lightyear. Um, but it turns out that's a video game, and eventually they see a commercial for Al's Toy Barn, Al's which toy is a toy barn. store. Um, my theory is that it's a family-owned toy store, 
because of the way the commercial is structured at the end of the commercial they show like the address and typically they don't do that with like you know big chain stores right they usually do that with more local stores right um so al ends up trying to buy woody andy's mom turns down they he steals the toy basically mm-hmm. and he steals it because he's going to sell a big woody's collection because as it turns out woody comes from a uh, a show called woody's roundup mm-hmm. which has this great little song yes it does uh, them for woody's roundup or something like that uh, woody's roundup gather all around it's good i like the 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 main like the main uh light motif of it the dun, 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 dun. the so that's where Woody meets Jesse, Bullseye, and Stinky Pete. And uh, they basically are trying to convince Woody to stay because mm-hmm. they've all been in storage for a long time and now they're going to get sent to Japan to be put in a museum for like children to admire them forever, basically. In the meantime, Buzz, he find, he sees that it's important for him and the rest of the toys to go save Woody because Woody once saved Buzz. Right. Um, so Buzz comes up. He basically deciphers who Al's toy... This is I'm pointing this out because it's important for the sequels. Or like who Al is. He finds out who Al is. He finds out... He, he basically comes up with a plan on how to get there. Um, when they come across this long road and they have to get across it, he comes up with the plan, which this plan doesn't make much sense because... No car. All these cars basically have like Tokyo Drift skills. Yes. And that's the only reason why they aren't run over like 20 times. Yeah, right? But <laughs> it's funny. No, and then not only that, you had the potato head with uh, his, his... His foot got, foot got caught, caught on gum. gum. Dude, this giant... Dude, they like probably killed like four people in that accident. <laughs> that traffic yeah, jam. Yeah, I know, right? Although in the first movie, the dog might have gotten some people hurt too. Oh, that, 100%. That also caused the traffic jam. But um, so Buzz makes his way all the way to Al's toy barn. Uh, and from there, they find out that Al actually lives across the street, mm-hmm. you know, which is troubling for Al because he has to drive all the way to work on a Saturday. All the way to work. All the way to work. <laughs> it's a great meme. Uh, so they're at the Al's toy barn. The toys meet a, cl- uh, not a clone. But there's a bunch of other Buzz Lightyear's. Buzz Lightyear sees this one with a utility belt, and he's like, I'm going to need me one of those. Which he doesn't need one because it's just a... I mean, Buzz knows it's just a toy belt, but mm-hmm. he obviously got it for cosmetic reasons. Um, but he gets into a fight with Buzz 2.0. We'll call him that, Buzz 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets into a fight with him, and he ends up losing. So Buzz 2.0 joins up with the rest of the toys. They make their way over to Al's place. Buzz gets out. He also makes his way over. By the time they already make it over there, Woody has decided, thanks to um, a story told by Jesse. So I'm thinking he made this choice out of fear and guilt. His Basically, in the first movie, his fear was not being the favorite toy. In this movie, his fear is just being straight up abandoned. Right. And being thrown away. Because he has this nightmare, uh, which is pretty... Which, as a child, it's a little scary. It is kind of scary. Where he gets, where like Andy grabs Woody and he's like, "Oh no, I don't want to play broken. with you anymore." I don't want to play with you. And anymore. he just throws him in a garbage can, and all these broken arms grab Woody and, th- and like no, pull him into the trash. No. Yeah, and then he wakes up and he was like, "Oh, ah! yeah, he was- dude." Tom Hanks' scream is one of the best screams in animation. No, not nearly as good as Billy Crystal's. Billy Crystal. Oh, from Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Yeah. 
His scream is great too. Timon's scream from Lion King is good too. Lion King one, that, or Lion ah! King, Lion King one, or Lion King one and a half. I do like one and a half actually. I actually thought that was a great Lion King movie. I don't think it's great. I just like. I no, think it's fun. It was great. Two is pretty great though. I liked one and a half more. You did? I did. I, I think one. I think two has some great songs like the He lives in you, He sure. lives in me. Sure. But you know what's better? Live action. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you would have gotten. You would have set me off. But like, I know you don't think that. No, I don't think that. I've also never seen it because I don't care enough for it. Yeah. So. If anything, see it. Don't even see it on Disney Plus because then you'll give it. Um, I'm sure they get monetary value off that. So just watch it offline. I'm just gonna like pirate it just to be yeah. like, <laughs> fuck you, Disney. Me and Javi literally. I mean. Not literally, quote no, unquote. Literally. We didn't pirate it, but we watched it not at the theater. Um, so, so moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they make their way over. Buzz catches up with Buzz 2.0 and the gang. And uh, basically by repeating a joke from the first one, he opens up the helmet. The helmet. And so Buzz 2.0 is like, <gasps> he fucking doesn't think he can breathe. And so they all realize that that is the real Buzz because on top of that, he has Andy written on his foot. Yeah. So uh, they meet up with Woody. And so Buzz is trying to convince Woody to come back. And Woody says that he would, he doesn't want to get thrown away. He wants to stay with these guys. And I think it's Woody. I, I think Woody calls, um, no, that's in the sequel. Buzz calls Woody selfish. Dude, I just realized something. But we'll get to it when we talk about Toy Story 3. Um, it's about the selfish line. So Buzz, I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, Buzz calls Woody selfish and then leaves. Um, or he starts to leave, but then Woody thinks about it for a while. He looks, He removes the paint because he got fixed up by this dude who, as you mentioned when we tried recording before, is the guy from the short... Uh, the Pixar short where the he old plays man chess. plays chess with himself. Yes, that was um, him. Yeah, it's the same guy. He fixes Woody up. He also paints over Andy. Um, but Woody, with the magic power of his plastic hands, question mark, just, take it just off. rubs it off. It's yeah. not very good paint. But I guess it wasn't, I guess maybe it's fine because I guess that paint is fine to not be permanent because he wasn't going to be played with. Yeah. So... Whatever. It's like, all right, all right, Pixar, we'll let you have we'll that We'll let one. you have that little little <laughs> contrivance. I don't even know if you'd call it a contrivance. I guess that is just a nitpick. A nitpick. Yeah, we are um, kind of nitpicking at this point. Um, but, you know, nitpicks, what I don't like, small tangent, I'm not going to go too far off, but nitpicks, people always say nitpicks as if they don't matter. Nitpicks can matter. If your movie is an hour long and you have like 5,000 nitpicks in it, they might be all very small, but those build up to being a made can be built up to be ma- a major problem. That's true. Like if you have enough nitpicks, like that could ruin a whole movie. <laughs> like Cinema Sins. Yeah. Cinema Sins is literally just nitpicks. He's nitpicked twenty four seven, but he also comes up with nitpicks that aren't real. It's just like oh, uh, not hot girl or whatever. Like even dude, I was I think I was watching their Last Jedi, and I hate that movie, and they were coming up with flaws where I was like. Dude, you're making me defend The Last Jedi. That didn't happen. You're literally <laughs> wrong. You're making me defend a bad movie. Stop. For real. Like, they had... I don't remember what the criticism was, but they had a criticism, and I was like, no, that's explained in the movie. That's There's a million problems with that movie, and that's not one of them. That's, like, perfectly fine. <laughs> the movie has 99 problems, but that ain't one. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. But... 
<laughs> we just start screaming. We don't even do the review anymore. But, uh, ah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Fucking just start Mike Wazowski screaming. Um, where were we? Right, Woody looks at the, the Andy on his foot, right. and he goes up to Jesse and Bullseye, and Stinky Pete he was going to, and he offers to have them be part of Andy's toys, and also mentions that Andy has a little sister. We didn't mention that in the last one because she doesn't play any role in the first right. or second movie. She doesn't play a role in any of the movies, but, you know, whatever. Um, but he mentions that Andy also has a little sister, so they could probably be played by her as well. And so Jesse's like, all right, sure, yeah, I'll trust you. Stinky Pete, um, he was previously shown to be mint condition. When, he re- when it is revealed, he actually got out the box and he closes the vent that Buzz left through. Um, Which, by the way, I think that's very convenient that his pickaxe towards has, the top of it yeah, it's able has, to close a screw like to that. Close a screw. I'm like, mm. yeah, because don't normally pickaxes at the top they have a round yeah. piece, not like that's, a slant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's why I was like, hold on, nah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, chief. I don't know about that one, chief. Unless, let me try and think of a way. Maybe it's one of those screws that have like um, a circular mm. indent. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. No, I saw it. It, it was definitely just like a flathead screwdriver. Okay, so then, it's yeah. Like a flathead screw. I don't know. Okay, so then, yeah, no. So that that doesn't make much sense, but whatever. Um, again, that's a small thing, but yeah. Um, but Stinky Pete uh, basically reveals that, like, he... So what he's telling Stinky Pete that it's not fair to not give, like, Jesse and Bullseye a second chance. And Stinky Pete's like, oh, well, you know what? I was never played with. No one ever bought me from the shelf. Right, right. So I'll tell you what's not fair... I'm Stinky Pete, and uh, so now Buzz has to figure out how to save Woody from uh, Al and Stinky Pete. So they basically manage, there just so happens to be a a Pizza Planet car. Um, How convenient. Yeah, at the at the uh, entrance of I guess it's an apartment building because I don't right. think it's a hotel, right? No, it isn't. I think it's an apartment building. Yeah. With with by the way, keys and ignition. I mean everything, everything that they need to escape. That's a real dude. Al lives in a really nice apartment. He does, which I'm assuming that he makes a lot of money from that toy bar. Then must make a decent amount at least. Yeah, like I mean, to, to afford an apartment like that, it's pretty. Well, he affords an apartment like that. Uh, do we know what city Toy Story takes place in? I don't think there's. Let's a, assume New York. I think like, Andy. I think Andy lives in the tri-state area. Yeah, tri-state area is kind of vague, though. No. Let's, let's assume New York. Okay, fine, New York. New York's the best city. Well, it's the best known city. But anyways, best known city, isn't it? Do you think of city? What's the first city you think of? I think of New York. I guess New York. Well, it's in the title, New York City. Do New York, New York, New York, New York. I do love New York. I haven't been in a long, long time, though. I haven't been in a while, either. I, last time I, I went was 2002. Damn, seriously? Yeah. I went in 2005, I think. Let's do a tour from Florida to New York. Yes. With Panorama and Super Gold? Maybe? Question mark? We can borrow their piano for Perhaps. our piano songs. That'd be so great, yeah. Well, our one piano song. <laughs> our one piano, yeah, one piano song. We You're can right. make more in the future. Anyways. Anyways. So... Pizza Planet car just happens to be there, and so they basically hijack it, and that's where they run into the aliens from the first movie, but it's a set of three. They almost get thrown out the window, so Mr. Potato Head saves them. I'm pointing this out because it's important for the sequel. They make their way to the airport. Um, 
Because basically this is the day that Al is leaving to Japan, Tokyo, yeah, to which, sell the toys. Which, by the way, I think it's really interesting that he knows uh, at least a little bit of Japanese. He knows enough Japanese to do business. Yeah. So Al, he's probably a smart guy. Yeah. Because you got to be pretty smart to learn a, a language, especially... I doubt he learned when he was younger. Oh, maybe he's a weeaboo. Maybe he did maybe learn when he was younger. Weeb. But weebs weren't really that popular. Cause no, no, they weren't. Al a- has to be in his 40s. Oh, yeah. The dude's, the dude's, I'm being nice to him yeah, by 40s. not assuming he looks like that in his 30s. Yeah. So he's got to be in his 40s. So the movie takes place in 97, mm-hmm. 98, 97. Um, does it? Am I wrong again? I, that's the thing, because I saw his car and it looked older, but then again, I 99. saw... 99. Okay, there you go, 99. I'm assuming 99, because that's when the movie came out. Okay. And I know the first movie takes place the year that it came out. Okay. No, that would mean there's like a four-year time skip. It's between 95 to 99. Whatever. Whatever, man. Point is, Al had to have been born in like the 60s, 50s, so... Fifties, sixties. So he had to be, yeah, like forty years so old. So yeah, he'd be too old to have been part of the whole weeaboo thing. No, he was probably one of those Woody round like that. And you know what? That's probably his motivation too. When he was a kid, Woody's Roundup was probably like, oh my god, that was such a great show, and they got canceled super fast. No idea why. I don't know if Al is a big fan of Woody's Roundup. I think he happened upon like he probably had a few toys from his childhood, but like think about it. Stingy Pete is in mint condition, quote unquote. If he was a big fan of it, he wouldn't have been able to hold on to that his whole childhood. He would have opened that when he was a kid. Because everything there seems to be in a good enough condition. Well, that's fair. I mean, but but look at it this way. Because I think he was just, I think he just found out, like, he probably, if his, if we assume that Al's Toy Barn is family owned. Right. Then we can also assume that he probably um, grew up with the, seeing those toys. The Woody's roundup toys. Right, right. If we assume he was born in the 50s, he probably saw it. If he was born in the 60s, he would have missed that whole thing. Exactly. Um, so it all depends on when he was born. We're getting... This, yeah, this we're, doesn't matter. This, this doesn't, doesn't matter, matter at all. This is all just a theory. <laughs> but So yeah. they catch up. Um, by the way, we're also introduced to Zerg, which, by the way, Toy Story in Kingdom Hearts 3, um, basically the story takes place between 2 and 3. And I was so hoping to fight Zerg, but we don't. We fight a Heartless, so which is still cool. I think it's a good world, but we don't go to Al's Toy Barn. We go to this like new toy store that's like three stories high. It's pretty cool, actually. Imagine, damn, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it's like it. It, remind, it reminded me of the Toys R Us that was in. I don't know if it's still there. I doubt it. That was in um, Times Square. That it was a two-floor Toys R Us. Right. Yeah, that was an awesome. That was awesome. When I went, but anyways, they catch up to the toys. Buzz manages to save Woody and Bullseye, but not Jesse. So now the three of them go after Jesse, and Bullseye runs at the speed of an airplane taking yeah, off. Yeah, um, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, like in the first movie, they kind of have the same contrivance where um, RC is able to go. We have to assume twenty to thirty miles per hour to catch up to the truck. Um. <laughs> And then Woody and Buzz, I guess, are running at like 15 to 20 miles per hour to catch up to the truck as well. Yeah, they run, they run faster than most humans. And like airplane, like how fast does an airplane go when it takes off? Oh, I don't know, man. They, they have to be going real fast, though. 
I'm gonna look that up real it. fast. Airplane yeah. and not only, not only speed. that either. I mean, you have to you do have to realize that. So Woody used his own string as kind of like a rope, right? Which was super long, like way too long than how it should have normally been. Because when he uses that little rope, oh, and there was also another thing too, where like so, uh, his arm, right? Throughout Toy Story Two, right? His dude, arm. the typical takeoff air speeds. Well, that's when they get in the air, I guess. But when they hit the air, they're going apparently from 149 to 177 miles per hour. So basically, Bullseye is a Formula One car, basically. <laughs> Dude, he runs like the wind. Run like the wind, Bullseye. Literally? Yeah, I guess. I guess so, yeah. You're going to have to. But, but uh, they save Jesse. They make it back to Andy's. Andy welcomes the new toys without... Any Without questioning it, it's just like. But hey, he's look. a kid. It's okay for a kid to not question it. Right, right. I think, but he puts his name on both Jesse and Bullseye's uh, feet because mm-hmm. I guess Andy has a foot fetish or something. Oh, Toy Story. We find out in Toy Story Three. No, <laughs> Toy Story Three. No, his don't. girlfriend. He's a, <laughs> no. Big titty golf GF. That's oh, lucky guy. Lucky guy, right? <laughs> but uh, that's basically Toy Story Two in a nutshell. Toy Story Two ends with an amazing quote that will not matter in the future where Woody puts his arm around Buzz and, and you know, Buzz is like, what do you think is going to happen to us like in the future when Andy grows up? And Woody's like, I'm not sure, but uh, I know that I'll have my favorite Space Ranger for infinity and beyond. And the movie ends like that. There it ends go. with this um, this kind of like Michael Buble rendition like this Frank Sinatra rendition of You Got a Friend in Me sung by Wheezy because he got his squeaker fixed. Got it. Yep. Super silky, squeaky voice. Yes, he does. Um, but yeah, though, so the movie ends on a pretty good note, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so what's your so, rating? Rating, I want to say 8 eight or 8.5. I mean, it's still a really great Toy Story film. Yeah, I give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to say 8.5. You know, it's not... It's It was probably either just as good or just a little bit less than Toy Story 1, but I still had a great time with it. It was a great story, right? The plot ran through pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, just a really nice film, very enjoyable. Yeah, I do know. love it. I think... Cast is still... It performs very well. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Everyone's still great. You know, we still, we got, um, we've got some new additions into the cast, of course. Yes. We've got... Um, Estelle Harris as Mrs. Potato Head. Yes. Uh, we've got Andrew Stanton as Evil Emperor Zerg. Who is that, by the way? Zerg or Andrew Stanton? Andrew Stanton. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is, but no, it's I know, okay. I know Zerg is. I know Zerg is. Oh, Zerg is. Um, who else? You have Jesse. Well, you have Jesse's voice actor, obviously. Um, Sneaky Pete? No, not Sneaky Oh, dude, he, he voices one of the Bug Zapper uh, flies in Bug's Life. Oh, seriously? Yeah, the, you know, the joke where it's like, stay away from the light. I can't. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's another great movie. It is a great Is that movie. one technically also Disney Pixar? Or is that just Pixar? No, it's just Pixar. Disney, I don't think Disney acquired Pixar until 2006. Oh, okay. So either well, I mean now it's a Disney just film. before or just after Finding Nemo, I think well, Disney. Well, now it's a Disney film because now they have the Tree of Life in uh, Animal Kingdom, and it's a Bugs Life amphitheater is there. Which amphitheater? The Bugs Life amphitheater, the one in Animal Kingdom. 
The one where you sit down and you have like the little ants that crawl underneath your ass. And then they sting you in the back. Yeah, they sting you in the back. I hate that ride. I love that. I do love that ride. It's Ah, good. But that part sucks ass. Yeah. When they like start, and then the bugs start crawling on the floor, and you're, and all the girls, every time there's like, these ah! were going, ah! and I'm like, shut the hell up, it's a ride. <laughs> and then I throw the chair at them. But you can't throw the chair at them. And then I, 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 raise your fist. I rage my fist, and I'm like, my vendetta. <laughs> and then the Disney security is like, oh, you're under arrest. For what? For assaulting a five year old girl. It's like, well, she screamed. It's like, oh, she screamed? Never mind, you're free to go. Yeah, you're free to go. <laughs> Can you imagine? Go get some elephant ears. Go get some elephant ears. Then buddy. I'm like, they don't sell that at. They don't sell they that give here. You, they give you a voucher. It's like, well, they do now. You just got to ask for them. Dude, if Disney sold elephant ears, forget about it. Forget. They have funnel cakes in America. Funnel? What's the difference between a funnel cake and an elephant ear? The structure? The structure? Really? Well, one's made out of meat. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, an actual elephant ear. It's like. What if you bit into an elephant ear and it actually was an elephant blood, ear? It's just bleeding. You're like, oh. Uh. I, it's like, I, sir, I, I wanted the, uh, the carnival pastry, not the uh, actual elephant ear. This really is a state fair experience. And then it's like an African warlord goes, you get actual elephant ear. <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, what do you think of the movie? So yeah, movie was. It's great. a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's still a lot of great jokes. Just Holds like the up first really one. well, even to today's standards. Uh, I'll I'll say that I don't. I think the first movie, the jokes um, hit stronger, but there's more jokes in, in Toy, Story Toy Story Two, 2 that yeah. that made me laugh. Yes. So what do you mean? There's a larger presence of jokes in there, the sequel. Basically, Toy Story Two is quantity. And Toy, Toy Story, Story 1, 1 is quality, quality when it comes to the jokes. Yeah. Though but, the jokes are still funny in Toy Story 2. Yeah. But I mean, there's way more lines that I remember. Like, even... Because ha- I saw it recently for the review, right? But even but before that, I hadn't seen it in a very long time. And I still remembered so many quotes from the first one. Toy Story 2, there's some quotes here and there that I remember. Like, you know, you know, if the boot fits. Mm-hmm. That little thing. Right. Um, but there's not that many quotes I really remember by heart. Like I actually forgot about Tor Barbie before I saw it again. No, yeah. Tour guide, Tour guide Barbie. Barbie. That was pretty good funny. Which, by the way, I mean, Toy, Alice Toy Barn has to be severely understaffed for toys to be pulling that crap. Yeah, that it must be going out of business because there's the whole either Buzz Lightyear's popularity fell down immensely. Right. Andy is a weirdo, and he's the only one that likes the toy, which clearly isn't true because toy. That can't be. Because because um. There's a, there's a video. Tour guide. Tour Guide Barbie mentions that back when it was released the year before that, or the year that it was released, whatever, that there was so many that they weren't, they didn't have enough in stock. Right. So either he super lost popularity or Al's Toy Barn is going out of business. Maybe Which both. might explain why he's so desperate yeah. to sell the toys. Because like after he loses them, he's basically crying in a commercial, which I don't know if they'd air that. Can you imagine? He's like, because you save big bop. Oh yeah, and in the commercials, he keeps talking about the big sales going on. Right. So yeah, maybe Alice Toy Barn is going out of business in Toy Story Two. Oh, I don't know, man. But now we're just speculating. It's kind of sad. Now we're just speculating. I know, right? It is this sad. It, I mean, I almost said the store was sad. Um, it's a, it's this little store in the corner of a big city. You'd right. imagine they would have bigger toy stores, probably. Right, and the parking lot, like, every time you look at it, it's, like, pretty empty. Yeah. I think it is a weekend, though, but even, well, That's what no, I'm maybe it's a work. 
if we assume it's a weekend, then yeah, it definitely is going out of business. But if we assume it's a weekday, and then that's not that bad. I don't know. For I mean, that at this point, now we're just looking, we're speculating, dude. Yeah, for real. But uh, anyways, poor Al. Poor Al. Poor guy. Even though he's a fucking thief. He's a thief, and he's nasty. Yeah, he's really gross. Kind of gross, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Before they go, they go. Uh, before they go to the airport, he's like, "I got my keys. Bath? Nah, I can bath later. <laughs> I can do that later." By the way, Ellie in The Last of Us Part Two does the same thing, and it makes it it pisses me off because it I feel like they're portraying lesbians that way. Well, they're just smelly and gross. Yeah, like there's a part in The Last <laughs> of Us Part Two where she smells herself. She's like, "Yeah, good enough." And I'm like, "That's that's fucking disgusting." That is kind of gross, yeah. Like if I if I smell myself, if I think even if I think like I smell myself right now, I'm like, oh okay, I smell good. Right. But I also took a bath today. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, I mean, I don't even need to check myself. I, I think the general rule of thumb is like, if you smell yourself and it's somewhat questionable, you should probably take a shower. Yeah. Like, it, it, especially it, if you're leaving your house. Yeah. If you're st- if you're like if you smell yourself and you're like, oh, I don't smell that good. But you're stuck. You're not going anywhere for the day. You could probably hold off taking a bath till you go to bed. Yeah, that's fair. But like, if you're going to an airport where you're gonna be in a plane with other people, and, just and you don't you. smell, if you're yeah. smell yourself and your thought isn't, yeah, it's good. Your thought is whatever. That's questionable enough for you yeah. to take a goddamn bath. So Fuck long story you, Al. short, Al is uh, disgusting, disgusting, fat thief. Yeah. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're going to have Toy Story 3 and 4 on the next review, uh, and that'll be coming out next week, Saturday. Oh, wait. There's one last thing from the movie we need to talk about. What's one last thing? The best sequence, which is When She Loved Me, performed by Sarah McLachlan, written by Randy Newman. It is one of the saddest scenes of the movie. It really is. Yeah, and I mean, because this was basically at a point where Jesse... Pretty much had her own type of like Andy, if you will. Yeah, she had her own Andy, which I think based on some of the, like, when they show Jesse's kid growing up, what was her name again? I never remember her name. Let's say Emily. Sure, Emily. (laughs) I don't know her name. She's just like, I can't remember. But basically, when she's growing up and she's going through her teenage years, you see the posters on the wall. They have a lot of peace and love things, which was very typical of the 60s and 70s. Right. So... Jesse must have been in storage for a very, very long time. What was her name? Oh, I was right. It was Emily. It was Emily. There you go. Thanks. Um, Shout out to our own Jamie. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jamie, can you, can, you, can you pull up that video of... Yeah, uh, Jamie, can you pull up the video real quick? <laughs> but anyways, okay, so Emily. Emily. So Jesse must have been in storage for a couple of decades. So that explains... Because if she was only like locked up in Al's... Like little containers for like a couple of years. I mean, that'd still be messed up, but it wouldn't explain the PTSD she clearly has. Oh yeah. But the idea that she must have been in storage for decades shows why she literally, like in Toy Story Three, she literally has a panic attack at the idea of being locked away. Right. But um. Okay. But that's. But yeah, that song's great. That's pretty much the only new song for the movie. Um. But yeah. That pretty much closes our discussion. All right. So that's it. Any any final thoughts? No? Bo Peep's good again. Bo Peep. She has a she has a lesser role in this movie. She only really appears in the beginning. Yeah. All right. But uh, final thoughts. I would like to smash Bo Peep. But she'd break. 
Well, I meant like with a sledgehammer, just just to see her crumble up into a billion pieces and would like, be like, no. No, I like Bo Peep. Not for in, now. Not in four, though. No, in four, she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think that concludes our thoughts. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, tune in next week to hear the part two where we go over. So, go over ugh, Do we go, go over, over three and four? Three and four. And we'll have some additional news for you guys, like updates on how we're going to structure the podcast going going forward and a little something special at the end of that next episode. So I hope you guys tune in and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Gray Street Radio podcast. Take care, y'all. Have a great one. No, kiss the cook. Kiss the cook. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there this, there was this one fucking video, just super quick before we end. There was this one video and I think it had to be like some something that related with porn. And then I guess it's like this black guy and he goes, do you think that you can join this school? Without kissing my coke. <laughs> you are did wrong. Is that real? Yeah, I swear to God. And, and I'll pull it up. We'll now. link that. I, I, we'll link that. All right. Well, take care, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.